Uh, hello everyone and welcome back to the Outsiders podcast. Today we're filming the third episode where we're covering adulting, yeah, millennial adulting, not just any adulting. So uh, with me, your host, Nema, Karibu Nisana. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment and share. Enjoy. Today we have the amazing and talented Mr. Abdullah Said, who is a real estate agent and he's also an entrepreneur. And today we're going to pick his brain on adulting and maybe on the fourth episode we will cover real estate where we'll share both our perspectives from two completely different companies, two real estate professionals, and I hope that helps. So, Karibu Sana Wasdula. Thank you sana, very sana, much. Sana. Thank you. And uh, I'm glad to, to be part of this uh, journey of Neymar. <laughs> and yeah, looking forward to share my ideas, my perspectives on the topic that uh, she has been prepared. Well, I am 28. 28, yeah. yeah. Of, hopefully, maybe by August, I will, I will turn 29. 29. Yeah. Okay, I'm 26. So. More, or less, more or less. I'm your brother, by the way. Yeah, you are. You are. Like my big brother. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so today we're going to start from, I feel like being an adult okay. starts from the moment you go in uni. When you go to high school, Mm. Well, I, I, don't, I don't see that way because I could define uh, adulting as a defining moment of yourself. Okay. At the time that you define who you are, yeah. what your value are, what you want in life, yeah. what your uh, goals that's the time that, okay, now you are moving from a child group to an adult group. Yes. Remember that some other people, they don't even attend yeah. uh, school. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, <laughs> so yes, yeah. I mean, like, if, if you define other in terms of school, then you might uh, uh, separate other group in becoming an adult. Yeah. Because... Uh, for our life in Tanzania or in Zanzibar, of course there are some people we have to consider they don't have opportunity to, to attend school. Mm-hmm. So it's better to define them uh, in terms of uh, the, the time they define themselves, who yeah. they are. Yeah, yeah so, so, so that's, that's what I'm saying. So the defining moment to me, I knew what I wanted. Yeah. But the defining moment according to the society yeah. surrounded me, like my father or my mom, yeah. you know they didn't want to give me any responsibility because they said, oh, first go to school, studies, yeah, you know, yeah. because uh, I wanted to do something else apart from studying, let's say establishing a business since when I was young, you know, but everyone said, oh, no, you're too young, you know, you need to grow up yeah, first, yeah. you know, go to school, you know, this is how the society, mm-hmm. uh, they takes you, yeah. and for our culture in Zanzibar, you are not becoming an adult until you get married. There's a time that you have, okay, now you can take care of uh, your wife, your children. That is how my family and society defining an adult. The time you get married, okay, now you are matured. <laughs> <laughs> like now you can handle a family. Yes. Now you can start a business. Yes. You are married. Now yeah. you are adults. Yeah. No, I'm not saying not most of the family. Yeah. Uh, all, all of the family, but majority of the families are like I have experienced myself. I wasn't being taken into consideration as, as an adult as long as I wasn't ready 
for marriage. Uh, uh, at the time, I didn't have a wife. I didn't have, uh, so they were taking me as a kid, as a young. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, how was your university experience? Just being abroad, no family, no anything, another foreign country. Mm. You're starting a university, a different experience. How was that? How, how was that experience? Well, before going to, to that question, yeah. I just want to take people on the road since when I was kindergarten. Every step where I go, I was going alone, yeah. studying like a new life school or uh, uh, educational life. Yeah. And then in high school again, I, my best friend, he decided to go to university. And then I had to find another new best friend yeah. in, in high school. So, you know, this, this kind of experience, Everywhere I go, I, start, I, I had to start uh, like from scratch to find new people. Yeah, yeah. So then I studied in NIT for one semester, and then I finished, I went to, um, for internship, PBZ, People's Bank of Zanzibar. So I was there for two months, and then I got this scholarship. Yeah. Uh, well, no, first before scholarship, I got uh, exchange program to attend uh, cultural exchange in German for one year. Yeah. And then at the same time, after I think after two weeks after getting that, and then I got a result from scholarship. Yeah. So then I opted for scholarship to Malta. Yeah. So when I arrived to Malta again, it was totally, everything was new to me. Yeah. Yeah. I had to find new friends, I had to, adopt, uh, had to adapt with a new culture, uh, new environment, because it's cold. Huh? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, even even my language wasn't really straight straightforward. Yeah. I have to be frank on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it wasn't that big challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, the only challenge was because the climate, of course, the environment, culture was different. You know, but being alone or uh, studying like starting fresh, it was part of my life since when I was was kindergarten. Yeah. Okay, but of course the experience wasn't that uh, easy. Yeah. Uh, it took me a while to adapt. Mm -hmm. And it seems to like at the end of Nigeria, that's where you were friends. Mm -hmm. So from 21, how did you make friends? How did you navigate making friends in this whole country, different cultures, different weather, everything? You know, I'm a type of person I like to establish myself. Yeah. The establishment that attracts, mm -hmm. like magnets. Yeah. That this is my my form of making friends. I put myself in a place like a magnet and then other people attract to what I am doing, to what I am capable of, to you know my behavior or, or you know, my my attitude. Uh, so this this is was my my way of making friends. So I was lucky because I got Oman scholarship. So there are some two people, two of my friends. They were just informed that there's someone is coming from Zanzibar, and they were Omanis. Yeah. So please uh, receive him. So, okay. So at the beginning, I arrived. Uh, they came to my hotel. I, I arrived. They took me around, and then from there, like they were like Omani group, big group. They were coming to my apartment, and everyone wanted to hear the story. Yeah. Why? How I got scholarship? <laughs> why me? You know. So this yeah. was 
a starting point of, yeah. of like, uh, for me making friends. Mm -hmm. Because I had something everyone didn't want to hear. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was a magnet. Yeah. And that is how I was making friends, yeah. especially for those Omanis. And the other things in my class, uh, because we were studying history, we yeah. started the foundation class today. And I was good in history. So after class, everyone said, okay, Dula, can you clarify to this? Because you're asking questions, maybe you know better than yeah. me. Like I said, okay, fine. So people, I had something that other people didn't have, mm. which, which uh, make them as an attraction to me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is how I was establishing myself. Yeah. Every, 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 everywhere I go, yeah. I'll, I'll try to find something that could attract mm. people, that people could benefit. I, I, I don't like being seen, oh, you are just here for, oh, no, you, you, you have nothing to contribute, something like yeah, that. Yeah. You know? So this is how uh, my style, not, not only in university, but it's everywhere, how I make friends. I like how your mindset is on, what am I contributing to this? what is this person getting from me mm. and then from that we end up being friends mm -hmm. so you're not just going there with the mindset of oh, we're just going to be friends so like i'm actually going to contribute to this conversation I'm yeah going to pick this person's brain and after that we are going to be friends yeah me too i don't just take friends <laughs> yeah, i i i mean like no one can be friends with me yeah like it's like you can't sit with and yeah, I mean, <laughs> no i mean i'm not i'm not i'm not saying yeah. that i pick friends yeah. but you know, there is this saying that I, I like the most. Uh, I don't know, from pre United States President. Uh, don't ask uh, you know, what United States will do for you, yeah. but you need to ask yourself, what are you going to do for United States? Sure. So it, it is the same things applies in general life yeah. for individuals. Yeah. You know? uh, and if you will do that, even the ecosystem of friendship we can maintain as well. <laughs> uh, yeah. we, we don't think ecosystem just applies yeah. in living uh, organism like, I don't know, animals, yeah. but even applies in, the, in behavior. Yeah, and that is how you, may, you can maintain uh, friendship. Yeah. If you are just friendship for nothing, your friendship will end up in two days. Yeah. But if your friendship for, with, with something or with mutual benefit, I mean, when I say mutual benefit, it doesn't mean like you, you give someone's money, yeah. but You're someone gets yes, you learn, yeah. you develop. Yeah. This is how kind of friendship supposed to. I like how you said that because you're choosing quality over quantity, which mm. is something most people don't get to realize about a certain time. You find someone is in their thirties, and that's when they realize, they, oh no, I actually need to pick quality friends over quantity friends. You find you have a group of friends, but all of these people in your circle. Mm. Once you start up a conversation that's intriguing or something that will just uh, get to your thinking, how many people can contribute to that conversation? Mm. And what can you learn from all these people? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So now we've covered that part of friendship. Mm -hmm. So of course, you know, when you're living alone, you have to handle your finances. Mm -hmm. And you have to handle them well. Mm -hmm. So how was that experience? How was budgeting for you in university? Or were you just always good with money? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with money when it is in my, in my account, but I'm, I'm bad with money when it's in, in my pocket. Because I'm type of person, when I have money, better that money uh, be in my pocket. Yeah. If I am just happy, if I am angry, I will spend all <laughs> that money. <laughs> Out of anger, like make a Yes, yes. So, but 
Because I was, when I was in university, I was under scholarships, and so we were getting stipends. Yeah. Uh, and uh, of course, if you can't manage your money, yeah. that's me, you'll be out of money within two weeks. Mm -hmm. But I could save, mm -hmm. I could also cover my all expenses. Even my travel expenses you know, were in my, 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 my budget. Uh, to the extent that uh, I, I, I made this goal because I knew at the beginning every year how much I'm going to make. So I had this goal that uh, every year when I go back home, I had to do something. Yeah. Okay. So I remember my first year, I really wanted to have a car. So after the year I finished my first year, I came back home with my saving, and then I I bought that car. Which uh, car was it? It was a Rav4, but you know, I thought I sent money before, like uh, my member of my family bought for me, but it wasn't really a good car, but it just satisfied what I wanted for that time. Yeah, I wanted to have a car, and that's a good thing to me, like, when I said I want something, I don't know how I'm going to get it, but I, I'll make sure I'm getting it. Yeah. So I wanted a car, I bought a car that year. The same as in my second year. Second year, I wanted a, a scooter. Uh, it's called Click. I came back, I think the f second day I bought it. You bought the scooter? Yeah, because I saved it, because I, I, had, I, had, I had the saving. Yeah. Uh, the third year I said I, I, I'm going to buy a plot, I bought a plot. You bought a plot within yeah. your third year of university? Yeah. Are you listening? <laughs> you okay. So you see, so I had uh, to the, well I, I was getting uh, enough expenses to cover my okay. expenses for the whole year, even helping some money for my family. Mm -hmm. and, uh, um, yeah, so, and um, you're really good at saving, that's what mm. I'm getting from this. You have a saving culture. No, I don't have a saving culture, but I have a goals culture to achieve. Okay. Okay. When, when I, because I, I can't save money for just saving and then saying, I will know what I'm going to do with it. No, I, I, I'm not that type of person. Yeah. I save for a special purpose. Mm -hmm. So I save, I want, to buy, I want to buy a car, so I will save for buying a car. Yeah. If I have something else, I will save for that something else. Yeah. But when I, get, when I have money in pocket, yeah. if I don't know what to do with it, usually it doesn't really happen to me. Yeah. Uh, I usually, um, uh, let's say, either put that money for a while, think over, mm -hmm. and then uh, either buy something or invest on something. I don't believe that much in saving money. Yeah. Because money is depreciating. You know? If you save it, if you can buy, let's say you have uh, 100,000 Tanzania shilling today, yeah. and you save it for six months, yeah. after six months, then if you could buy a bottle of water, maybe at that time, I don't know, even a can you could, if you could yeah. buy yeah. that you amount of money. At that time. Yeah, so people don't save money, mm. people save an asset. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, to me, I, I can't save money. I better save by something that can appreciate. Yeah, instead of just keeping money staying in a bank yeah. account and all this. So you're very well behaved when it comes to money because you said um, once you have money, 
you don't just do anything with it. You put it aside as you think of what to do with this money. Mm-hmm. This is something most people don't do. Mm-hmm. Once you have money, you cannot put it aside and think of what to do with it. Mm-hmm. There's so many things you could do with that money in your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now let's talk about your investments. Mm-hmm. You have money in your hands, it's ready. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your investment portfolio. What have you invested in? What I have invested? Yeah. Well, first, I have invested in myself. Well, um, if I have, uh, let's say, uh, a sum of um, amount of money, mm. and I, I, if I know that money could help me to develop my st- my myself from where I am now, let's say, in in terms of education, in terms of skills, uh, even in terms of uh, investment in general, let's say, investment in whether land or business. Yeah. Uh, that is how I usually in, in, uh, do an investment. So, but the most important thing is to invest on yourself bef- before investing on things. Yeah. 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 So let's say you want to open a shop, yeah. a diaper shop. Yeah. So first invest on, your, on yourself to know that business that you, you are going to do. How people are doing that uh, diaper, diaper business. Uh, how people are getting profit. Uh, what are the risks? What you know? You invest yourself first on learning that business, yeah. and then invest. you invest on things. Uh, what did you learn from this business? Well, like with the lessons you learned um, as an entrepreneur mm. in that business, from the moment you started to the moment uh, you detached from the company, mm. or you left the company, the lessons you learned from that, or someone that's actually starting a company right now, maybe it's an IT company that you can pick up from that. The first lesson is like, you know, life is a risk, yeah. and it's it worth taking risk if you know what you are doing. Okay, so we took risk and on establishing the company, but our risk was worth taking it because my friend had the skills. He was a computer engineer with a beautiful talent. My my side, I was um, I was good on producing ideas. Yeah. Okay, and uh, I was of course financial part. I was I, I was getting some money, yeah. and, and part of of the money that I was getting from scholarship, I was also putting in this business. Yeah. Just it was small, but the impact. The result of that, till today, that company is surviving. Yeah. Okay. Till today, this company is enabled to operate by itself. Yeah. Okay. So we took the risk, but we believe that risk could result uh, uh, an outcome, the positive outcome. Yeah. Uh, this is most of the people are missing. They are scared on taking risk. Because they are calculating failures, then calculating success. Yeah. Uh, so this is the first lesson that if you have uh, skills, you have an ideas, you have a plan, yeah. uh, you have people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then taking risk it's one among the best things that yeah. sometimes even is fun. You know. Because you are building a story, yeah. and every day I have this belief. Okay, we took a short break, and now we're back. Mm-hmm. Please comment and subscribe, and like the video.
<laughs> yes. yes, you should. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about uh, the lessons you learned. You're saying uh, take a risk, mm -hmm. a calculated risk. Yes. Yeah, and then uh, the best lesson is also what we call it. Uh, I don't know what's, I forgot the word in English. Uthubutu, uh, what is it called? To try? No. Dare? Dare, yes, to okay. dare. Uh, people, you, you, need, you, you need to uh, to believe mm -hmm. on what you are doing, that this is going to be uh, is, is going to be a successful story of mine. Yeah. This is going to be a successful story of uh, of my business. You know? So you, you don't have to be scared on trying because those successful people, they pass through different failures. Yeah. They fail first, they fail once, they fail twice, yeah. and then they stood up again. Yeah. So, try. mm, so trying is worse than just sitting, sitting and uh, waiting for the miracles. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay, so you said uh, take risks. Dare to try. Dare to try. Dare to try. Believe. Believe. Like believe in yourself. Believe on yourself on, on, and on what you are doing. Yeah. This is going to happen. This is going to be good. This yeah. is going to be positive. Yeah. Yeah. Can I add something on being an entrepreneur? I could say um, stay consistent. Yeah. Stay consistent and always be open to learn and expand your skill set. Yeah. But I have to say something on yeah. consistency. You know, inconsistency you need to to be careful on it yeah. because sometimes you can be consistent on something that you don't like you don't appreciate you know okay. so i don't blame people who are shifting from one position to others or from yeah. one business to others yeah. especially when you are young yeah. uh, when you are around 20s even 30s i'm saying still you are finding yourself you know, I couldn't stay with my friends on uh, evolving that ICT company because, because we talked. I told him, hey, his name is Hassan. Hassan, uh, please continue with the business because I don't feel myself in here. Like, yeah. you know, IT, of yeah. course, I, I use computers, I play with computers. But I don't know nothing about coding. Yeah. I don't know nothing about CCTV camera. So I thought myself, I don't belong there, though I really like technology yeah. business. I like investing because I know the return is really good. Yeah. But myself, I look on myself. You know, I wanted to, to develop a career that I will be enjoying doing it, that I will feel that I am in this career. Yeah. So be consistent on something that you are enjoying you are enjoying doing it you are enjoying yeah. uh, or you are prouding on it yeah. uh, so but something i've gotten from that is also don't be afraid of change like for the moment you feel like hey i'm in this thing but this thing is not me mm -hmm. don't be afraid to leave it yeah and just try something else because you're like let's say this time you're in your 20s your 20s are the years to explore yes you're like, you're like, but I've invested so much time in this. Get out, try something else. Yeah. You might like it. You yeah. might like this other thing you need to try. True. Yeah, and you're evolving also. Because you see, when you started, you're saying, okay, this is IT, I can do this. But then you evolve as a person. 
Mm. And then you start saying, this is coding. Maybe there's something else I have a much larger interest in. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, what is an adult problem that no one prepared for? Responsibilities. <laughs> no, so far, I'm Responsibilities. <laughs> like which ones? Which responsibilities? No, most of people, uh, they, they are scared to become an adult because of the responsibilities. Yeah. Any type of responsibility. So I could uh, say, for example, myself. Yeah. I like having kids, but sometimes it comes in my mind because I don't just want to having kids. Yeah. I want to have a dream kid. What not a, dream? <laughs> a dream kid or dream son or daughter. Yeah. I, said, I want to see my my kid studying in international school. Ah, okay. I want to see my kids. When they come in this world, yeah. I am prepared. Yeah. You know, I don't want them to experience the the life that I've experienced. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to remove this tendency we are inheriting poverty. Yeah. This is African tendency. Yeah. Every generation <laughs> they start from poverty. scratch. Yeah. So this type of responsibility, like. I feel like I would be guilty if I won't achieve that kind of, uh, I could say, a dream. Yeah. Also, sometimes we, I know it could be a myth or something that I'm creating in my mind because that is how usual they be. Yeah. Uh, but also, I was scared on the responsibility when I get married, like how I'm gonna pay the house rent. Yeah. You know, financial responsibilities, you know. Even when my dad died, like, I was just thinking, oh, now. So now, all of my family will be over me because I'm big brother, yeah. you know. So I was so skeptic on the responsibility terms. Even when I, when we established the company, this company, I was a bit skeptical and said, oh, now. So now I'm going to be a boss. When you are boss, <laughs> so, boss, yes. Very small yeah. stuff, everyone will come to you. Yeah, and you have to know the answers. Yeah, but I was making it in my mind. But then when I came to experience it, I stayed on myself. I was talking to myself, okay, the more responsibility you are having, the more uh, successful way that you'll be getting. Because if you don't want responsibility, that means you don't want success. Yeah. So that keeps me going. I said, I want success, though, so that I have to, to welcome those responsibilities. And also, you see, you can't grow from a place where you're comfortable. You're, when you're comfortable just being an employee, you're comfortable saying, okay, no one's asking me questions, no one's demanding that much of me, I'm okay here. But when you become a boss, you're outside your comfort zone. You have to make sure this and this family is fed. You have five families depending on you. And on top of that, you have to have all the answers. These people are going to come to you because they trust your opinions. True. And your opinions have to be straight on mm -hmm. because they believe in you. Yeah. yeah. So th this is the most uh, challenging, I think. Responsibility, responsibilities. Yeah. yeah. And to get out of the comfort zone. Yeah. things happen when you're out of there. So uh, you said responsibilities. Have you ever experienced imposter syndrome or inferiority complex? Well, I, I could say yes, but I never allowed that. You know, there is a time that you, because I, I, I'm this type of person, if I feel a place, I am insecure, yeah. I don't feel comfortable, mm -hmm. let's say, 
because uh, of the type of people that are surrounding me, I just leave silently. Because I don't like to be undergraded. So either we respect each other's, we value each other's, yeah. but if you start, I'm better than you, yeah. or if, even if you don't say it, if you start feeling that, yeah. I just remove myself into that part. Yeah. So I've experienced it when I was studying abroad, um, even, even here, but the more you establish your, your zone, yeah. your confidence zone, people tend to respect that zone. But with that, I realize is the moment you feel that you're, like you're pushed to uh, establish your dominance. Mm -hmm. The moment that happens, someone's putting you down, it just pushes you to establish your dominance and say, okay, there's a reason I'm here, and mm -hmm. there's a reason you're here. There's a reason we're both in the same room. Yeah, so yeah. my voice will be heard as yeah. well as yours. Yeah. But you know, yeah. the best things to overcome that is to show to, show to people your confidence. Yeah, and yeah. I always No, I don't, I, you know, to me, I said I don't like to think that yeah, much. Yeah. You know, uh, even I have this, I, I think this is a military idea. Yeah. You know, the military peoples or soldiers, yeah. uh, when they're in the, in the war, they don't think that much. You know, if they see the enemy, either they, sh they ask maybe one question and shoot. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this is this is a type of life that we should live. Yeah. You wake up in the morning. Ah, am I going to get uh, ten thousand today? I'm, what I'm gonna eat today? Just wake up, go and yeah. find him for the life. Yeah. If you start thinking, then you start you start thinking uh, negative ideas. Yeah. 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 So just wake up. That's the same. Wake up and shoot the life. Don't give the chance of life to start. Uh, over on your head, yeah. uh, or so it's the same. It's the same uh, when you, for example, when you go to the interview. Oh, am I going to get this job? You start. You start thinking that I never think myself. I never even prepare that much for the interview. Yeah. Like I said, ah, let me go because if I prepared, I will create um, fear in my in my in my mind. Yeah. Uh, so, just just wake up and just roll. This. Just just do it. Like, yeah. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would say how um, with imposter syndrome. Let me put it in a different. Let's say in a different dynamic now. Mm -hmm. You've started a new job. Let's say you hired somebody. You're a boss, but let's say you're now mm -hmm. a new job. Yeah. You're hired. Mm -hmm. And then um, you're learning. This is a different industry. You're in real estate. Let's say you go into architecture. Mm -hmm. You go into architecture, and now you're, you're struggling to learn this business, this, this, and this. And then there's the imposter syndrome of feeling this is all in your head, by the way. Mm -hmm. Where you're starting to feel like ah, maybe I'm not good enough, maybe there's a reason why I'm not in this room, maybe they just maybe they made a mistake picking me to be here. But really, and then you get so afraid to share your ideas because you're so in your head. But really, the reason they put you in this room is because they believe in your ideas, they pass that interview, and they see potential in you. Mm -hmm. But you just, you're having such a, such an inferiority complex that you can't see that in yourself. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, when you explain that, you know, I, you know, when I when I got scholarship yeah. to to Malta, I had this question in my mind. Okay, I got scholarship, yeah. I'm qualified, yeah. but you know, this time, all of my time, I was studying with my fellow Tanzanian. You know, <laughs> English could be okay. I don't understand. So now I'm going to Europe. Okay, Europe, all are white people there. They speak English. You know? And I was in my mind, I said, so if they speak English, that's mean they won't get a mistake. They, they will usually get A. I'll yeah. be the last person every day in the class. I had this question. Yeah. Start thinking myself, I'm not, no, I'm not good enough for this, for this yeah. scholarship. Lula today is going to study with you. you know? But then yeah. I said, okay, if God, decided me to go there because yeah. I'm capable, I am uh, capable enough to compete. Yeah. I have this belief that usually God gives us uh, what we are capable of. Yes. Yeah. So I just, it, it comes in my mind, yeah. but I manage to build it out yeah. because just of the confidence that I am trying to convince my, mm. my mind. Yeah. So, I usually have a discussion with my mind, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then we reach an agreement, yeah. then we move. <laughs> it's like two personalities in me. Yeah. yeah, so, of course, it's, it, it can come this kind of uh, uh, thinking in yeah. your mind. Yeah. But then, the best way to, count, to counter it out, yeah. if, is you start thinking, if people believed on you, then you can do it. Okay, and uh, if you reach where you have reached, then that means you, you have potential to achieve on what other people expecting you to achieve. Though sometimes could be a different story, but this is also the time you realize yourself because you don't know if you are good or you're not good yeah. until you try it. Yeah. Okay, so you try. If you feel you don't feel comfortable after a while, then speak it out, discuss with your, yeah. I don't know, boss or partner, yeah. and move forward, find something that you be comfortable with it. But also the thing, the thing is, don't be so comfortable in not being too uncomfortable. Like, it's okay to be uncomfortable. Like find a zone within that uncomfortability. Mm. Like you don't even have to fit into that zone, mm -hmm. but navigate a way that, you see, once you're uncomfortable, just know you're going to grow from that situation. Yeah. Because if you're always comfortable, like, this is a, such a safe space, I don't want to move here. Yeah. The moment you get uncomfortable, you're like, okay, you're alert. Everything is moving this way, this way, this way, this way. So you don't want anything to pass you. You don't want to be blindsided. Mm -hmm. So you just, you're, you're more hands-on. Yeah, so th th I'm yeah. saying, you try for a while, mm -hmm. you know. Okay, you do it. Uh, and I, I believe if something that is in your blood, uh, because usually we have skills, huh? we have skills, we have, uh, but we need something to trigger our skills. Yeah. There's something in our blood. So if you are good, let's say, in playing football, you can't know that you are good in playing football until you, you do it, you try it, you train it, right? and then you'll find a smoothness when you are, when you are doing it. Even me, when I was st studying real estate, it was completely new things in my life. Yeah. You know? 
and even the first three months, four months, like when, even when I read the book, I get headache. Yeah, but what is was uh, pressuring me? I liked it. I like, you know, I like before even doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's helped me because I liked it before. I didn't like on the way. Yeah. yeah. I like it before. Oh, I like one day having I don't know apartment buildings yeah. and start renting. So this I I, I like having uh, different houses for rent. Yeah. Uh, selling out. I, I, this is was in my, but I didn't know how. I didn't, but yeah. then I came to, to the real real estate life. Was, okay, this is a real estate. Damn, it's tough. It of course, it's kind of time like you said. Oh man, I'm fed up. You know, even your relatives, your family said, "Hey, what are you doing?" They feel like you are forcing yourself to like it. You know, but I liked it before, and I was doing it. I stayed consistent on that, and then. Uh, for a few period of time, I think, I don't know if a year it took me or six months, but then I find, okay, now it's relaxing. Everything before, when I was reading a book about real estate, I was like, you know, uh, I was, sometimes I feel dizzy, even sleepy. But it came a time now, okay, now I'm reading good, yeah. smooth, my mind is like, well, the more I read, the more I get into it. Yeah. You know, so I force myself because I like it. Yeah. And that, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So okay, we talked about the adult problem that you came before. Mm-hmm. But what is the hardest thing and the easiest thing about being an adult? Ah, uh, what the easiest things and hardest things? Yeah. The hardest things uh, becoming an adult is when you have uh, a responsibility or when you have a problem that you don't know even how to tackle it mm. and everyone is uh, awaiting you to, to solve it yeah. that's really hard uh, it's, it's like when you go back home and uh, look we measure there's no electricity inside and wife, children, all of them are waiting you or even for food uh, and then you, f- you look for the means, you don't know how to do it. That's, that's re- and, it, and it's happened. Sometimes it comes a time you don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've experienced once during the, before I left uh, Hasnet, you know, after leaving Hasnet, I was doing, uh, I was tour guide. And then Corona came, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Were you married at this time? Yes, I was married. <laughs> And I said, oh, Dula, damn, all my ways now are blocked. Yeah. And I was like, okay, now what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm going to do. At the time that a lot of ideas are circulating, you know. Then you have responsibilities. And of, of course, yeah, it, it takes a time yeah. until you solve that puzzle. Yeah. Uh, but it will take more time if you just sit down and think and think before doing, some, before yeah. doing anything before even trying anything. It's like, for example, when you, have, you don't have electricity at home, okay, you have a friend, you have people, yeah. call friends, yeah. just, eh, uh, Nikopeshe, yeah. you know? And in your circle, if you like someone, Nikopeshe, you dump all of them. <laughs> all of them. So, so you see, so you, you need uh, to find a solution on, on that kind of difficult time because everyone is expecting you. Yeah. But 
that's to me I feel it's really hard when you have a problem and everyone is expecting you and you don't know what to do with that problem. And uh, yeah, what you say what was the easiest word? Yeah, the easiest thing about being an adult. Now, the easiest things being an adult. Um, I could say it's easy to understand yourself. Yeah. Because when you adapt, as I said, you define yourself what you want and what you don't want. Yeah. And when it's come that part, it's easy when you miss something yeah. to understand yourself. You don't feel guilt on yourself. Yeah. So, for example, uh, you are intending when I close this deal, yeah. I'm going to get $100,000. You try your best, you try your best, uh, maneuvering everything yeah. that you do. But then at the end, you miss that deal. Yeah. But then, you know, at least I try. Yeah. Yes, I try. I reached that point. Eh? Yeah. You give yourself a motivation and you understand yeah. why you failed that. Yeah. And you don't feel guilt on yourself. Yeah. And that only comes when you determine who you are, what yeah. you want. Yeah. Uh, but there are some other people, you know, they feel guilty when they miss something. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I missed that opportunity. Why? I was wrong. I was this. Yeah. Oh, they start feeling guilty yeah. on themselves. That's really bad, huh? It's bad. Yeah, but this is what, I, what, what to me, yeah according to my definition of adulthood, yeah. the easy part of becoming an adult is it's easy to understand when you to understand yourself during the hard time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's something most people won't, won't go through. If you want to understand yourself during that hard time, you have to be like, everything is just against me at this point. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're both over 25. Mm-hmm. So do you have any advice for those 25 or younger? Well, don't be scared to try. You know, there is nothing wrong on trying. When you get an opportunity, grab it, analyze it, and is it? Uh, and if it's worth taking it, just take it. Don't even think that much, because we are only living once in this life, and. You know? We don't want, when you are in the grave, starting blaming yourself, why I didn't do that, you know, why there is no that time on that time, you know. So, do as uh, you think is best for you. Uh, thank you so much for joining everyone and for joining us on this podcast. It's the third episode where we covered adulting with Mr. Abdullah. Thank you for taking the time to listen. And please, let us know in the comment section below what you thought. Please like, share comment and subscribe and have a great day everyone.